I'd like to focus on our first reading from the book of Acts. We continue to journey through the book of Acts, and what we see being realized today is a fulfillment of the words of Christ in the beginning of the book of Acts. In the beginning of the book of Acts and at the end of Luke, Jesus says, wait in Jerusalem for the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's going to come upon you on Pentecost Day. And uh, once you receive that power, you'll be enabled to be and empowered to be my witnesses to the ends of the earth, starting in Jerusalem, then going to Samaria, and then to the whole world. And uh, this gentleman we see uh, who is being evangelized by St. Philip is an Ethiopian, so he's not of the Jewish people, although, of course, he was he was greatly attracted to the Jewish religion, and that's why he was even in the area. He, was, he came to the Holy Land to uh, visit Jerusalem during the Passover. Um, nonetheless, he, he, he wasn't a full convert to Judaism. Uh, he, just had, he just regarded the Jewish religion very highly, and he worshipped God according to the Jewish religion to the extent that he could as a non-Jew, as a Gentile. So what we see here is a Gentile, and the Gentile is receiving the gospel. So the gospel is starting to, to permeate the boundary between the Jewish people and the Gentile. It's spreading out to the nations. Okay, So that's one of the significance of, of what we're seeing here. Uh, what I'd like to focus on, though, uh, is the idea of you see what you aim at. And uh, there's things that can be right before our eyes that we don't notice simply because we're not intentionally aiming at them. And Jesus comes into our life and he opens up our eyes and enables us to see things that we haven't seen before. So the Ethiopian eunuch is in his chariot and he's reading from Isaiah chapter 53, which is a very powerful, uh, impressive prophecy of the passion of Jesus Christ. It's very long. It's a chapter and a half, two chapters long passage that you read it, and if you know the life of Christ and his passion, you got that before your eyes, and you look at that passage, you say, wow, that's scary. Hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus suffered on the cross, what he went through was spoken about prophetically by Isaiah. Uh, but if you didn't have, if you weren't looking for Jesus, you look at Isaiah 53 and you don't know what you're looking at. It's a total mystery. You've got, you, you're blind. You can't see him. So what Philip does is he comes up and he sits next to the Ethiopian eunuch and he talks to him about Jesus. And so his eyes are opened and he's able to see what was right in front of his face that he had no clue about previous. Um, and then... Talk about having your eyes opened. As Philip continues to speak the gospel to him, they're riding by a body of water. Now, if Philip hadn't told him about Jesus and the gospel and consequently the sacraments and the sacrament of baptism, that body of water would have been nothing to him. He would not have even noticed it probably. But in light of what Jesus came to do and the grace that comes to us through baptism being told to him, he looks at the water, and the water now has a whole new meaning. It's transformed, and he sees it as a, a means of salvation. Isn't that amazing? So it was a, a pond, a little river, whatever it was. It was nothing. Probably was dirty. <laughs> no one would want to go into it. No one would even notice it. 
So you take something so nothing and so commonplace and you change it into an instrument of eternal salvation. Isn't that amazing? But he, he had, he could see that. He could see the water because of Philip's instructions. This is what you're, you should look for. This is what you're aiming for in life. And your eyes will be open. Uh, and then also, I, th- I find it a neat detail, the fact that the Holy Spirit catches Philip up at the end, after the baptism, and carries him to another place in, in Palestine. And the, and the Ethiopian can't see him anymore. It says he doesn't, he doesn't see him. He's disappeared. Uh, and I think one of the lessons you can draw from that is to, to the extent that we in our lives are transparent to Jesus, that we show him forth to the world and to others, we become invisible, as it were. Okay, but to the extent that you know we are selfish and we think about ourselves all the time, and we are not aiming at Jesus, and we don't see Jesus, to that extent, all people will see is us, plain old Father Grouchy, mean Father Tedeschi, plain old Grouchy, mean Ellen. You know, whatever it might be. This is what people are going to see. But to the extent that we aim at Jesus and we find him and we see him, is to the extent that we become invisible and transparent to Jesus, to the, to the world. A really funny experiment I just read, I just listened to on an audio book recently, um, uh, a cognitive scientist by the name of Daniel Simons did an experiment about 15, 20 years ago, and it's become kind of classic amongst whatever the people in his field of research. Uh, what he did is he, he took um, two teams of people. One team was dressed in black shirts, and the other team was dressed in white shirts. Okay, so you got black shirts and white shirts. And there weren't a lot of people on the teams. There's only about three, I think, on each team. So three black shirts, three white shirts. And they had... Some ball, a ball or two balls that they were passing around between them. And he videotaped them passing the ball back and forth. And then he took the videotape and he set it before the eyes of the people that he was doing the experiments on. Okay, half a dozen people or a dozen people. And he says, okay, this is what I want you to be looking for. I want you to count how many times the white shirts pass the ball back and forth between each other. And so everybody was excited to get game. Let's let's count. Let's see if we can get it all. And so they watched the the game take place. When it was all over, they stopped the video, and the experimenter says, "Okay, so how many times did the white shirts pass the ball back and forth?" And they said, "Well, 15 times. That's correct. 15 times." Like, yes, I won the game. I, they passed the ball back 15 times. Okay, and then the experimenter goes and he says to them, "Did you notice the gorilla?" And they're like, the gorilla? What? The gorilla? There was a gorilla in this video? And he's like, yeah, watch it again. He plays the video over, exact same video. And lo and behold, a guy dressed in a gorilla suit comes out into the middle of the screen in the most obvious location absolutely possible, does one of the classic gorilla beat the chest things, and then runs off. And one out of two people who were watching that video for the first time did not see the gorilla because they were paying attention to the white shirts passing the ball back and forth. And they missed a guy walking into the middle of the screen dressed in a gorilla suit going like this, completely blind. 
to him. And isn't that our lives are like that? We pay attention to, to all this nonsense because that's what we're looking for. And it's like Jesus is the gorilla, the guy in the gorilla suit doing this right in the middle of our life. And we're totally blind to him because we're not looking for him. If we simply aim at Jesus, if he's the goal of our life, our eyes are going to be open and we're going to see him in times and places and circumstances and ways that we wouldn't otherwise have noticed him. Okay? And uh, that is when we do that, when Jesus is noticed by us in the details of our lives, that's when, as I said, like Philip, we become transparent to Jesus, to the world, and his joy fills our hearts, and we're really able to be effective evangelizers, which is really what we're looking at in the book of Acts in this Easter season, the joy of the resurrection, spreading it and evangelizing it. How do we do that, practically speaking? got to aim at Jesus throughout the course of our entire day, all throughout the week. When we do that, we see him, and then we, in our vision of Christ, become transparent to him. Uh, And his kingdom of joy, his resurrection life, is thereby spread throughout the world.